Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. Back with another segment of the Frontier Freedom Hour. I know it's difficult. It's challenging right now. We are depressed. We don't know where our state is going. If you're listening live broadcast, we're in the state of Colorado. If you're podcasting, you're probably wondering where the direction your state's going to. Uh, There are those of us still riding, heading towards freedom, goodness, biblical values, and we're proud to have you join our posse at any point. Friends, Colorado Christian University is a university on a mission, a university with a strong foundation on Jesus Christ and the Bible. CCU is launching accountants, business leaders, counselors, pastors, teachers, musicians, communication experts, engineers, nurses, and so much more into this world. With over 200 degree options, Colorado Christian University is the university for the next chapter of your life. You want to ride with us? Saddle up, mount up. Uh, join us. The College of Undergraduate Studies is more than 1,500 traditional undergraduate students, the majority residing on campus. The college's core curriculum is ranked in the top 2% of colleges nationwide. The College of Adult and Graduate Studies, this is a very cool program. These are oftentimes people getting degrees a little bit later in life, offers undergraduate and graduate degree programs all over uh this, this country, 8,200 adult learners worldwide, all 50 states, more than 90% of CCU's adult students complete their degrees online through CCU Online. By the way, you know we're the number five most conservative school in America, Colorado Christian University. We're proud of that. In fact, I'm announcing something right now. We've trademarked this. CCU is pro-life U. We have actually trademarked that. It is registered trademark to Colorado Christian University. That is who we are. We're proud of it. Hey, we're talking with John Stone Street, president of the Colson Center and Breakpoint Radio co-host. John, we've been talking a little bit about worldview, and I think that's one of the things that people are trying to deal with right now is that there are different worldviews in America. Uh, generally, Al Mohler got into this uh, recently on his on his show that you know generally Republicans and Democrats in the 1940s, 50s, 60s had a similar worldview. Now the worldview is very different. What is a worldview? Well, the worldview is the thing we don't think about. You know, I, I wear contact lenses, um, and I forget that they're in there because I don't look at them. I look through them, and that's what a worldview is. It's, mm-hmm. it's your kind of idea glasses, your, your beliefs, uh, and you don't look at these fundamental beliefs. You may not even know what beliefs you actually hold, but they end up shaping. They're the set of assumptions that you have about life and the world, which includes uh, you know, what is true, what is real, what is good, what is beautiful. These are things that are largely shaped by our culture, shaped by our experiences, uh, can be shaped by, you know, our teachers as well, of course. Um, and then these, you know, change how we see. You know, it's amazing, right, that, you know, creationists and evolutionists look at the exact same rocks and come up with completely different interpretations. Um, that's the power that a worldview has. And that's what we have right now on, on a political level is we've got Americans uh, looking at the exact same set of affairs and coming up with completely different uh, explanations about what here's a here's a really important distinction what's wrong and whose job is it to fix it this is where it really worldview really intersects mm. with politics right 
when you say the big problem in the world is cruelty or the big problem in the world is too much government or the big problem in the world is, you know, um, unexpected pregnancy. In other words, when you hear different candidates talk about what's wrong with the world, it's like they're watching different planets. Right. right? It's like they're commenting on a completely different reality. And then, of course, the question is, well, whose job is it to fix it? Um, uh, I love that line from Ronald Reagan. You might remember that, that the scariest words that people hear are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help, right? <laughs> and there is a there is a real sense right now um, for many that it, it's the government's job to fix all of my problems. We, you know, whether those problems are problems of character, problems are problems of knowledge, whether those problems are problems of systems and, or individual, you know, that the government is the answer to everything. So you have huge divides. Here's another way to think about it, I think, Jeff. It's one thing, and I think, you know, as you mentioned, you go back three, four, five, six decades, and we agreed largely on where we wanted to go as a society, but we disagreed on how to get there. Mm. Today, we don't even agree on where we're headed. Mm. You know, we're, we have a completely different roadmap. That's another way of thinking about worldview. One is like a pair of glasses. The other is like a map. Um, and, you know, a map of New York doesn't help you if you're in L.A. Uh, and you have to have a map that corresponds to the world. And we're using different maps. And they can't all be right. And they're pointing us in different directions. So, yeah, there is a huge difference, not just in policy, but in what the different parties, what the different players in the political place, in the political space, you know, think is true and real and good. Um, it's, a, it's a big deal. Yeah, I'm going to jump in here. Um, I was enjoying reading your article this morning, Democracy Isn't a Worldview. And I think it's really prescient that at this point, a lot of people do view our democracy, even though we're not truly a democracy, as really the be-all, end-all in how we are to view issues. And that's pretty depressing when things are changing all the time. So how do you actually have a dedicated answer to anything going on in society? So I'd just love to hear, Do you? what do you think it would take to actually correct a worldview when right now we are all on these different viewpoints? We're all kind of scattered and thinking, well, whatever the majority believes, then I guess I must take it on as well. How do we get back to a basis in a Christian worldview or any other just generalized worldview to move forward and actually reunite as a society? Well, you know, look, we, we, we fundamentally get our fundamental beliefs from, uh, you know, pretty early. And this is why when you look at our society right now and you say, well, what's really at the root of this problem? So many of us look at it and go, you know what, the breakdown of the family is absolutely mm -hmm. crucial. And the further uh, ostracization, <laughs> sorry, that's a tough word to say, the, the, the further uh, uh, removal of the church from uh, the center of society. So, you know, both uh, you know, family and the church kind of bring a common experience and a common um, kind of catechism, if we want to use that word, you know, to, uh, to our country. And, and the more that those institutions become less and less important, then the more some other institution or entity has to fill the space. You go back to uh, Alexis de Tocqueville, uh, who wrote Democracy in America. You know, French thinker came over and basically was trying to wrestle with what's happening here. And you know, one of the things he said is that 
um, America was exceptional. And he wasn't talking about like we're somehow morally exceptional or we're somehow different, you know, people than Europeans are. One of the things he pointed to was that, look, in most places, there's the individual citizen and there's the state and nothing else. In America, you have all of these other institutions, home, church, voluntary associations, state-level associations, you know, governments. In other words, all of these mediating structures, these mediating structures provide a common experience, a common set of values, and so on. And, um, you know, that's on a national level, we're not going to get there unless we have some other institutions stepping into the gap that are pre-political. In other words, that we're not putting all of our eggs into that political basket because then politics devolves. And this is, of course, what many of the founders thought about democracy itself is, you know, pure democracy can quickly devolve into mob rule unless you have something prior to democracy. That's why I wrote this piece, by the way. President Biden tweeted out, and I'm sure it wasn't him, it was somebody on his staff, that basically democracy is not just a, 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 gov- a way of doing government. It's a way of being human, a way of seeing the world. I'm like, no, <laughs> democracy depends on how you see the world. Democracy is not big enough to ground a worldview. Right. Democracy is part of a worldview. And that's a big difference, you know. And, and by the way, your other point, which you said earlier, which is, we're not a democracy. We're a democratic republic, and those are very different things. That's a very important part of this too. Well, it, it, it kind of gets into. Um, th- there's this great book I recommend people read. It's been kind of going through Colorado Christian University. The chancellor has been talking about it. Our politics faculty has been talking about it. It's called Conservatism Reimagined by Yoram Hazoni, and he argues against this type of Jeffersonian universal rights type of of worldview that it sounds like that Biden's promoting, which is uh, we just need democracy. If we just get to democracy, and we all remember this in like the early 2000s, right? If Egypt would just embrace democracy, if Iraq would just embrace democracy, if Afghanistan did, then then their eyes will be opened and we'll create foundations in these communities. And Hazoni is kind of challenging this because you have cultural allegiances, you have ethics within these cultures that are just, you can't just dismiss uh, that the, that actually shapes the worldview in a very big way. And he critiques the Jeffersonian type of approach, like just get to democracy. And, and it hasn't really worked because there's so much more involved in a culture and in a worldview. Like you just said, that it's not just democracy. It's not big enough to hold in a worldview. What say you, John? No, that's, that, well, that's exactly right. It, it, it's not big enough. I mean, but this is why we have to get our politics from our theology and not our theology from our politics. Amen. Um, because what we have right now is is that conservatism has really, I think, been infected by this radical individualism that has affected, you know, the, the larger culture. And you don't get a sustainable society, certainly not a sustainable democratic society, unless you have citizens who can govern themselves. Uh, Chuck Colson used to say this, you know, it's, look, it's either the constable or the conscience. You either govern yourself or you have to be governed. Right, you right. Know, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's not just philosophically there are those. And this is and it's a huge, don't get me wrong. It's hugely, hugely important to understand that there are some people philosophically who think that we need a big state 
and that those people are uh, oftentimes are seeking power and enabling those who seek power. We're talking with John. Problem. We're talking with John Stone Street, president of the Colson Center. We'll be right back after these messages.